Hey there, beautiful. Yes, you. This is Miriam Albert, your host of the Let's Breathe Beautiful podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I know it seems like our days can be filled with so many demands. Was I a good enough mom today? Did I tell my loved ones how much they really mean to me? Did I check off all the to-dos? Oh boy, I forgot to move the laundry into the dryer. Again. I get it, friend. I don't know about you, but often if my mouth isn't running, my mind definitely is. In a time with so much available at our fingertips, sometimes what our hearts are craving the most is just permission to slow down and breathe, to simply just be, and that that would be enough. The good news is we were created for a life of peace. And even better news, it doesn't come at the price the world may tell us it does. Sound too good? Well, friend, grab your favorite cup of coffee and let's make space to breathe together and be reminded of who we are and whose we are. There's plenty of room at the table. Hey, friends, welcome back to another episode of Let's Breathe Beautiful. Um, I'm really smiling from ear to ear tonight because I have my first special guest on and I honestly have no clue where this conversation is going to go. (laughs) So surprise, my husband Ross is actually going to be the guest of the evening. Um, And we were kind of chatting about doing this together because We just celebrated our 12th wedding anniversary, um, what, how many days ago was that? Three days ago? Two days ago. I'm like, what day is it? We, this is VBS week. And so if you've ever worked (laughs) VBS, you know, that's like VBS tired and my brain is just mush. So yes, um, just this past Sunday, we celebrated 12 years and I was like, you know, what would be really fun? Like, why don't you come on the podcast with me? And uh, I will preface this. We're looking at, we're seriously <laughs> sitting in my closet. Okay. Like my little closet together. Um, so the sound will be good on here. Um, and we really don't have anything scripted y'all. So we do have a good tool we're going to give you here at the end. Uh, but for everything in between, I don't know. We're just going to see how this goes. So thought it'd be something fun. Um, and I guess that'd probably be a first tip to give couples is to do something different that's fun together. Uh, so, yeah. So, here this we go. Is, this is probably not fun to most couples. <laughs> not So, Ross thinks this is not fun to most couples. It's totally fun to me because... Oh, it's fun to me. Okay. Okay. Like, I'm typically the talker, which you'll probably notice <clears throat> in this episode anyway. But, so I was really curious to see how, you know, it was going to go with... <laughs> with him but um well I'm gonna let you just introduce yourself and maybe we can start by telling him about our own versions of how we uh started dating how about that sure (laughs) (laughs) okay I'll let you go first all right so you just want me to start off by who I am sure all right well guys I'm Ross I'm married to this wonderful woman Miriam and it's an honor it's crazy to believe we've been together 12 years but I guess 15 Mm -hmm. years ago yeah 
we were both, uh, well, I was working at Bahama Breeze, and I was standing beside my best friend at the time, and we had a new training class coming in, and everybody's always watching to see who comes in. Well, here comes Miriam strolling to, through the front doors. <laughs> Never seen her in my whole life. This is no lie. Like, I leaned over to my friend, and I was like, I'm going to marry that girl one day. So it probably took like a whole week to start talking um, and find out that she has a boyfriend of a, a year. So at that point, I'm like, oh, well, there's no way. It, it, I don't have a chance. They've been together for a year. Or, you know, usually that, I mean, it's probably pretty cement, you know, that yeah. they're going to stick together. So, um, come find out, it wasn't like a good relationship, you know, after a few weeks, you know, I found that out, and one day I'm about to leave work, and of course we have our, you know, little chores we have to do before we get to go home, and I'm rolling silverware in the back, and here comes Miriam, and here comes her ex right behind her. Yeah, we, we have to tell them that we we got the job together the the guy i was dating at the time um and i started working at this restaurant together so not only was i not available but we all worked together so okay keep going yep so i'm rolling silverware here comes miriam and here comes ryan right behind her and they broke up just right in front of me just miriam's like i'm done it's over i've had enough it's over i'm done and I'm sitting here rolling silverware, just saying, oh, my gosh, this, this is it. This is my chance, you know. I can't believe this just happened. Heck, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Which is really funny that he says that because he says, like, oh, heck, yeah, this is my chance. But he definitely did not come around and tell me he was interested, okay? So don't think it was just like, oh, here, he's coming and scooping in two days later. That was not, 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 how, it not how it went down. Um, so yes, I, of course, didn't know this part about what he had told his friend until later, um, that my experience upon first meeting you is this was my first restaurant job. So I was in college. I think I was going into my senior year. I think it was summer going into my senior year of college. And yes, um, got this job working at a restaurant. I had never worked in a restaurant before. Um, so that was a rude awakening in itself. Um, I joke and tell people all the time, I'm pretty sure the only reason God had me working in a restaurant was just to meet my husband because it kind of felt like one of the only good things that came that, uh, you know, my experience in it. But anyway, um, yeah, I just remember, you know, obviously I wasn't going in looking to be in a relationship because I was in one. And, um, you know, we were just really, um, young and had definitely, um, there, there were definitely a lot of immature things going on and that there was room for growth in my previous relationship. Um, and yeah, I just remember, um, meeting Ross just as a friend. Cause you know, I was like, I would ask the other servers who, who were more experienced than me, you know, like as I was following them in the restaurant and learning how to do whatever I needed to do, you know, I just remember kind of asking for tips. So that's when I first really remember one-on-one speaking to Ross and just thinking that he seemed like a really nice guy, you know, and I wasn't, but I wasn't looking for anything else at that time. And so I'll never forget, um, 
when I, when I did become single, I guess, you know, these different people throughout the restaurant were like, Oh, like I know who can be next, you know? And here comes, <laughs> here they come like talking about Ross. And I honestly would have never known. Like he's, you know, he was pretty, and he was always friendly, but like, yeah, it wasn't like this. Let me just creep on in kind of situation. And I was single for a couple months before we really actually like went on a first date probably. So we were friends and we hung out um, and then we had a couple nights in a row where, you know, you pull the whole, like, staying up until two or three o'clock in the morning, sitting in a parking lot, just talking to one another and like getting each other's, yeah, oh yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> well, it was, it was past three o'clock, um, you know, but just like talking and like getting to know one another and running on fumes the next day, you know, and I think it took maybe two or three nights of those for us to realize, like, okay, yeah, like, we really want to give this a go, and so, um, that was kind of how everything got started, um, but what we do want to share with you, (laughs) so no matter what your relationship status is looking like, you know, um, maybe this can be something that can help you now, or you can put it in your back pocket for later, but, um, uh, one thing that I think is important to note in that, and that we have, I would say one of the things that we've learned over the last 12 years is those those things change, right? Like, we don't stay up until the sun comes up anymore, um, you know? So, uh, we, we don't do that. Um, you know, just like, oh my gosh, I just want to talk to you all night long until like 5 in the morning, you know, like... We don't do that anymore. Um, and I think it's important to realize that those things change, but it doesn't mean that you don't love each other just as much, you know, or that you're, you know, not pursuing each other just as much. Um, but uh, in fact, it was actually pretty impressive that he's staying up with me to do this podcast. And we're only like at nine o'clock, y'all. So <laughs> that that's actually pretty good for us. But um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of how we met and started dating. Um, I will say, and I think he'll piggyback off of, off of here. So, you know, our dating journey was honestly like not the best. A disaster. It kind of was a disaster. You're right. Yeah. It kind of was like to this day, I think we both look back and we're like, how in the world did we even make it? I mean, I'm sure there's some friends out there that are like wondering right, the same thing. <laughs> when's it going to be? It's just, yeah. a, I mean, it's going to happen. <laughs> yes. I'm sure there's probably a lot of people who are like, whoa, like they're still together, you know? Um, because we both were just in, you know, like we were younger, we were immature, we were kind of in a, uh, a definitely different season of life, even in our values. I'll just say like, take that for what, what you will, I guess. Um, you know, we were doing probably what you would anticipate the typical college kid doing, you know, um, and for one, you know, I came into the relationship where the only way that I really knew to be loved was basically by being controlled. Um, I grew up, you know, I think I've kind of shared like with parenting style, um, my, my dad was stricter and it was more about, you know, control, like always knowing where I was or what I was doing. And there were a lot of rules 
and a lot of things were bad and I just, um, you know, so basically like being controlled was kind of how I knew how to be loved. And then, um, the relationship that I was in right before Ross, it was a very similar experience that I honestly didn't see at the time. Um, but you know, it was like a situation of where it was like, well, I think that we should have each other's passwords to everything. And I didn't really realize that that wasn't healthy at the time. You know, um, I just thought that, okay, like this is what people who love each other do. Right. And so, um, that was one thing that was a big adjustment in our relationship because I felt like, well, if Ross wasn't trying to control me or he wasn't jealous of anything regarding me, that which he is not either of those things, by the way, like at all, then I didn't know really how to like, I, I wasn't convinced sometimes that he actually loved me or cared about me. Um, because I was like, well, you're not jealous. So like, you must not really care that much, you know, um, or you're not trying to like control me. And of course I brought in probably more controlling behaviors, which are things that pushed him away. Cause he was like, okay, I don't know about this. Like, you just need to trust me, you know? And I wasn't really the best at that based on past experiences. So what would you say to that? <laughs> or, you know, anything else you want to add to our two year like dating years? Right all all over it <laughs> <laughs> right on the right money on yeah. <laughs> basically we were like butting heads because I wanted him to show me he cared by controlling basically and he was not about that life <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we we definitely uh you know ran into a lot of stumbling blocks and and probably hurt each other quite a few times if being honest but um yeah, I don't know. We we got to a point, and I mean, in keeping this short, we won't go into all the details, but there's kind of like that straw that broke the camel's back, I guess. We had been together for, well, what, almost two years? Like a year and a half, maybe? And then a couple events kind of lined up, and um, we ended up breaking up. We ended up breaking up for a few days. So you're looking at like, me like you're confused. Like six months. <laughs> Oh. I don't think it was that long. Oh, no, I think it was more than a year for sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I had stopped working at the restaurant at that point. I had already, like, gone on to work at my, um, I say big girl job, but no, that's, like, a big girl job, but my desk job, we'll say. <laughs> when I started working at my desk job. Um. Well, I mean, time doesn't matter. Basically, within our two years, we did break up for a little bit and I was like nope I'm done like I'm not even if he tries to call me like I am not answering the phone like I am not you know like putting up all the walls right I was like I'm never calling her again. yeah <laughs> uh, all right just tell it like it is <laughs> um yeah it was it was it was pretty ugly y'all it got pretty ugly um and I don't know, like, even looking at some of that feels like a blur. I'm kind of like, how did we even get back on track? Like, what happened? I called. <laughs> he called. No. He did what he said he wasn't going to do, and I did what I said I wasn't going to do, right? That's right. Um, <laughs> so he called, and we got back to, you know. We, I think we just slowly started talking. I think we had, like, a Starbucks date. and yeah. Not really a date. We just hung out and talked, and. 
Yeah. It seems like that that's what we do best. We do. Yes. Um, I'm definitely a quality time love language. And that was what was so nice about us getting together was like all the talking and when we could clear all the other distractions and just talk, like I felt like there was always just that strong heart connection and like really understanding each other when we would take the time out to sit down with one another, you know? Even still now. Yeah, even now. Like that was like our anniversary the other day, you know? (laughs) It was just like we didn't really have any grain planes. We didn't even know what we were doing, but it was just nice to walk around and, you know, be together and, you know, especially now that we have two little kids it's like goodness gracious like you have to make that time otherwise you're like two ships passing in the night you know um but anyway all that to say we got back together and I think we kind of knew that things needed to change like if we were going to make it work we couldn't we had to grow up a little bit and maybe is that would, would that be fair would you say that that's the fair thing to say I think we just knew what the other person wanted and needed. You know, if we really wanted it, then we had to make changes for sure. Right. But I think a lot of that goes back to those first few nights, just staying up super late and figuring out who each other was, who we wanted to be, what we mm-hmm. wanted in life. And, you know, I think I think those conversations played a big role in us getting back together. Right. And also, I don't even know if you remember this, but we had, um, I don't know if they're going to listen to this or not, but so it was kind of cool because one of my good friends that I knew from college, um, her name is Grace, her parents, Doug and Mary, um, like I knew them because I was friends with Grace. Well, when I started working at Bahama Breeze, here they were sitting out on the patio one day and like Ross knew them. And I guess like he had been their server several times and I'm like, Oh, like that's who I'm dating now, you know? And so they were kind of these people that I really felt like God put in our corner at that, in that season. Um, because they, you know, they invited us to go to church with them. And I think that I would, I mean, speaking for myself, I would say that that was, a big turning point for us as well, like kind of, you know, starting to grow together more in our faith because we really weren't doing anything like that <laughs> before that, you know. So it's like to this day, like when I think of them, I still just am so grateful, you know, um, that they were just like these cool examples in our life that I feel like just you know, they were just like really down to earth and they weren't pushy. It was just this cool invitation and we really liked them and we went and then, you know, we kept going. And, um, I know that in itself was, you know, really got us more rooted in, in God and, um, starting to apply more of, you know, what does it look like to have him in our life and in our relationship? And I think that in itself was probably a huge turning point. For us too. Yeah, because we haven't stopped going to church since. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, and so, if you're listening, Doug and Mary, thank you for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just that was really a big turning point. And so, here we are. We got married. You know, had a uh, couple crazy kids. Had a couple crazy kids. Yep, yep, yep. They're a lot of fun, <laughs> but it is. 
like for those of you who maybe you are looking to start a family or maybe you're in that season, like it's, it's hard, you know, like it is definitely, it takes a whole, yes, yes. Not a little bit. A lot, a whole lot. So what's some tips you would give (laughs) to, to people with maybe going into the season of life of like, well, okay, rewind for a second. How about just getting married in general? Like, because everyone was telling us like, oh, you just wait till your first year and tell us how you're doing, you know? Cause like, and we were like, I don't think our relationship's really going to change that much. Like when we get married, you know? Um, and it kind of did, you know, cause I'm thinking of like, I'm thinking of the differences in our wiring and, you know, you being more the doer and me not so much. So, <laughs> So basically, I just remember being gone all the time. You were, he was. So our first couple years of marriage, he traveled a whole lot. Well, until we had Liam. Yeah, until we had our son, and our son was almost a year old, I think, before you came off the road. Eight months. Yeah, there were times where um, we didn't even like live in the same city, really, uh, for the first year of marriage, and. <clears throat> And even if when we were in the same city, it was like only for a little bit because he would, he would go into power plants and nuclear plants or am I even saying that right? Is that what they were called? (laughs) Um, for gosh, like what's the longest you were gone? Was it eight weeks, 13 weeks, 77 days, 77 days. Yeah. And we went and see each other and this is not a military job. Like this was just going in and doing, tell, will you tell them what what you did? (laughs) We clean clean the oil systems on turbines and generators and compressors. So we went in and hooked up pumps and filters and just filtered the oil and um, cleaned the the whole piping system for the oil. Yeah. And so we didn't see each other for a lot of the times. But I do remember, so really and truly it was kind of, Probably after we had our son, it was a whole different way of learning how to be married because here we had a baby and it was really the first time that we were actually like real married people seeing each other every day, which, yeah, imagine that. Like it was, <laughs> you know, you're, you're running on like no sleep and, uh, you know, just learning how to have a kid and then you're also like learning how to like live with somebody else who... Ross is, so we're a little opposite. I can't always relate to a lot of my girlfriends because in our experience, we've run into more like where the, the wife is more, um, of the tidy one, we'll say. (laughs) Um, and, and, you know, like they, they'd be like complaining about like their husband, like not even making the sock into the hamper. It was like hanging over the hamper and I'm just looking over there like, yeah, I can't take place in this conversation because <laughs> <laughs> I'm the person that's like the long-term visionary person. And I don't mind a little bit of, I don't like dirt and like nessiness, but like, like clutter, or, like things laying around, like out of place, like it bothers me more now that we have kids, but at the time it totally didn't. And that was like one of Ross's big things. And that probably was probably like the biggest issue in our marriage. I I would say, what do you think for a while? Like the only time that we ever really like got into disagreements was because of that. I mean, you would tell me 
You better not surprise me when you come home. Yeah. Oh, no joke. <laughs> you better give me a call or a heads up. Or, or you're going to be the one surprised <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you walk in this house. <laughs> no, no, that is not a lie, y'all. Like, he would try to come home early. And I had my own business at the time. So, man, I would have, like, beauty products all up over the house. Oh, my goodness. It was just a mess. And But, like, I could work. For me, it was, like, this organized chaos, okay? That, and I knew, like, I was going to have it all put back in its little place before he came home because I knew he would probably, like, like not even know what to do if he walked in and saw that. <laughs> um, and there were a couple times, I think, that you did come home early and surprise me, and I was like, oh, boy. Like, he'd come off, like, from one of his long trips being gone, like, just drove in early, you know? And I was like, uh-oh. You know, like, <laughs> it's like, I really want to be excited, but I'm also like, oh, man, you know? And so, yes, I did tell you that, too, you know? Hey, like, I like that you're surprising <laughs> me, but I'm just letting you know right now, if you want to be happy when you go, <laughs> you better tell me. <laughs> um, But my favorite, so little tip in maybe what we've learned and you can say what you know maybe you can piggyback off this but one of the things I think is super helpful that we've learned in our marriage and let me also say we are totally not marriage experts whatsoever like we're still on the road of like learning to communicate better and things like that because we're really different and why God has opposites attract sometimes i like can feel frustrating but then it's also when you can realize like oh my gosh I don't know who would ever uh wipe down our microwave if I wasn't married you know what I mean like then you see like the places where you yes right (laughs) and but um I'll never forget so this has also come from taking different (laughs) like personal learning about different personalities and just the way that God wires people but um we would Ross is what we would consider more like a doer so he's more here and now focused like tell people like what are the things that you see without me telling them like what's like how are you wired like day to day like checklists like you like to get things done yeah I'll make a checklist but I don't know I just see things that need to be done and I just do them okay so it's not so much there are there are checklists but it's more like I see it, I do it. Yes. And how does it make you feel when you're doing it and other people aren't? <laughs> you can be honest, it's okay. <laughs> well, my old job, we used to tell people just standing there, put your hands on something. Yeah. You know, so that's what I usually always think of. You know, like, I'm like, over here putting my hands on everything. You're just standing there. Yeah. Put your hands on something. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, and you may be weird like that too. You know, it's like, man, like I'm doing this. Like you were like, get off the couch. Why are you watching TV? Like get up and do something too, you know? And I am not, I've become a little bit more like that since having kids, but I'm still, in, it's not my top wiring. You know, I'm more like long-term focused, whereas Ross is a little more here now. And so I was always a real big people pleaser. And I just remember when he would travel, it's like, oh, like I want him to come home and like, let me do this and this. Because for me, like it was okay for me to go a couple extra days without doing a certain chore or laundry or like whatever it was, you know, Um, as long as dishes weren't like overflowing in the sink or something like that. Like I was kind of good with almost everything else. And he, um, 
I'll never forget, like, for a few years, I feel like that was kind of our biggest, um, like, really, like, our only really issue was just, you know, the difference in, like, living together and, like, how to take care of things and the expectations. And so, (laughs) like, I would, in my mind, I'm like, I want to be pleasing. I want to do these things because I think it will make him happy. And, you know, because I know, like, he likes for things to be a certain way. And so, (laughs) I remember... Um, I don't even know. I was, I just remember like making a mental list of like, okay, let me see the things that are laying around and I'm going to pick those things up and I'm going to put them away and then I'll go and do the laundry. Um, and you know, so when he comes home, like he can just feel like he can relax and everything. And I'll never, (laughs) ever forget the day because typically what would happen is he would still find something wrong. And then hear me when I say this, like, it's taken me a long time to realize, like, he wasn't some, like, bully in this, you know, like, I kind of see what's done. I see what needs to be done. Yes. So things that are are done, well, that's the way it's supposed to be. Yes. Okay. And I didn't understand that this is just how people are wired. And it's not that they're just (laughs) jerks, more or less. (laughs) Like, I really didn't understand, like, this is just how people are wired. And it's a gift because we need people out there that get things done. Cause I just took it all super personal. Like I, I would, man, like he would point one thing out that I didn't do. And that whole conversation of you're always noticing what I don't do and it's never good enough. Like that's where it would go. And my favorite, like we can laugh about it now, although it was so not funny. Then he came home from a trip and it was one of those things where I thought I had checked off all the boxes. I'm like, Oh, like he's going to get to come home and just relax. And he's going to notice that I did this and this and this and this and this. Y'all, what did you say? You tell him. <laughs> you he remember. Said, <laughs> he says, look, this man says, when is the last time you swept the front porch? And I about came unglued. And I was like, are you kidding me? I come through the garage every day. Like, who even sweeps the front porch? Like, that was my, like... Like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, I did all this other stuff, and you noticed that I didn't sweep the front porch. You've got to be kidding. And and so, that was one of the things. So, all that to say, through hopefully our funny experiences and that, you know, I had to learn that. And so, this is maybe, like, some hope we would maybe share with you. That if you and your spouse are totally different and you run into things like this, If you are the person that is trying to please and you feel like everything's getting nitpicked, then maybe, like, listen to what Ross said and and know that, like, your spouse might not be trying to critique you, you know? Um, Is that the right word I'm looking for? Yeah, I wasn't critiquing you. Yeah, he really wasn't, but that's how I felt, and I took it so personal and I was like nothing's good enough for you you know (laughs) like um, I was so frustrated but now like it's gotten to the point that when I see like if that happens see I'm so bad that it's like it's even when I do stuff it's not good enough you know there's more to do yeah there's there's always something to do and then by the time you think you're done with everything well you just circle back around to the first thing Right, right. And so, like, if you're married to somebody like that and you're more like me, you know, just maybe we just want to bless you to know, like, hey, like, don't take it so personal. Honestly, now I'm, like, on the other end of the spectrum. If he does do that, I realize that that's his own 
I mean, I don't know how else to say it, but like, I'm like, that's kind of his problem, not mine. <laughs> so it's kind of like, well, dang, like that kind of stinks for you. But like, I don't say that to him, but that's more what I'm thinking in my head because I realize now, hey, this is how he's wired and it's okay. And I can choose to ask if he needs help with something, but I don't have to take it personally because it's not about me, you know, like this is, this is his thing and it's okay, you know. What would you say that would maybe be helpful? I don't know if that makes you feel helped at all. It makes me feel helped, but no, I think that's the right um, way to look at it. You know, I'm not I'm not trying to be mean when I find those things. It's right. Just, so you know, what's you maybe, took it? You took it personal for sure, for sure. So what's maybe if there's someone that is wired more like you, and they have a spouse that's trying to please them, but you know, like what is maybe advice that you would give them that like because I feel like you've you know noticed like okay like Marion probably did try you know like I think that you've come to a point where you don't well now I see you with the kids and all their stuff like that <laughs> so I just laugh now okay okay <laughs> well there you go <laughs> he's like no I need to pick y'all stuff felt. up and then I just laugh yeah yeah it's like, like me. me yeah well that's true <laughs> And I'm not, um, I'm a lot more laid back now, too, than with that than yeah, I was before. Yeah, you are. You definitely are, for sure. Um, so, what else do we want to share with them? Because, um, is there anything that you feel like in 12 years you feel is just like a secret sauce to encouragement? Because it's not like every day is easy. Like, we've definitely had our roller coaster rides of of times but I feel like at the end of the day we know we're committed you know it's like somebody asked us one time well you've been married I don't know at that point I think we were married for like eight or nine years at that point and they're like oh you've been married for nine years like what's your secret because they had just been married one or two years and this is like classic rock. do you remember what you said to them do you remember I know what I tell people now. Okay. Well, at that time, you said, just stay married. <laughs> and I was like, that's classic Ross right there. Um, but what would you, you know, what would you tell people now? Now I tell people, put God first. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I really do think that that is the only reason that we've come, you know, as far I think as we'd we still be married. I don't think it would be as healthy of a marriage. Though. Yes, agreed. Because we've definitely had you know moments that we've had to go through, and I think without without God, like without going to church, we, without yes, surrounding ourselves with people and, yeah. too that were kind of speaking that into us as well. Yeah. You know, like championing our marriage. <laughs> you know that really made a big difference as well. Um. But, well, and speaking of church, I guess we can kind of go into, unless there's anything else that you want to share. We we did want to share something that was pretty cool. We haven't, again, we haven't mastered yet. And we don't definitely don't want anyone to think that we're marriage experts. Like, you're not going to see us teaching a marriage seminar. Not, I don't know, never say never. I thought I would get homeschool. Maybe one day it'll be in the cards. <laughs> He's looking at me like, uh, no. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, but, you know, but we just, you know. We, you know, just wanted to kind of come on and share and 
it kind of invites you into our experience and hope that it gives you a little bit of hope, maybe a few laughs. <laughs> um, but something that we thought was pretty cool, we'll kind of close out with this, is um, we went to a, well, we've been now, what, this is our second or third marriage retreat. Is this our, was this our third marriage retreat this year or our second? I can't remember. Second, right? Second. No, it was second. Um, and that is one thing that I was, that I say we would also say is how important it is to continue to do things with your spouse because, um, the question you asked earlier was, um, people that are having kids or they do have kids, what's a piece of advice that you would give them? Yeah. Definitely keep interacting. Yes. However that is. Yes. And just don't pass. Yeah. Yeah. By the hallways, like, yeah. Like, bye, bye. Yes. Yeah. Um, Have your just, date nights. Yeah. And listen, like, even if you live somewhere where you don't have family, like, if you do and you have people, like, you know, family members that can keep your little ones, like, awesome. But I, I'm serious. Like, we even um, traded... I think date like we've traded not a whole lot, but we've traded date nights before where, you know, like if you have other friends that have littles, like, you know, offer to keep them for, I don't don't even know what the going rate for a babysitter is these days, but there's options. Like there's ways you can make this work, you know, but it is so important. It's like, I think for us, it totally reminds us of like, it, it almost helps me like, I want to say, like, re-fall in love with you. I feel like that sounds kind of cheesy. I don't know that that's exactly what I'm trying to say, but it reminds me of when, like, life gets crazy and all these things. Like, it reminds me of, like, why we are still together and, like, that we are on the same page and the things that we want, you know, like, hey, yes, we are on the same team and we do want the same things for the long haul. You know, it's just it's just that good reminder that we need, you know, sometimes when we're tired and we're exhausted and (laughs) you know it's life isn't all about like the little butterflies in your stomach and staying up till five o'clock in the morning and not caring (laughs) that you don't have sleep um but anyway so at our last marriage retreat um we had a speaker ted Lowe. so i'm i'm sure you could probably find him on social media but he was kind of he and his wife were the keynote speakers and um they have a book called your best us And one of the things that we thought was super eye-opening, because we've been to a lot of things, and even in church, like, I feel like we've gone places where we've heard a lot of hopeful messages, but this was one of the first times that I felt like someone gave us a tool, and I'm all about, like, give me a tool, like, give me something I can go home and work with, and this was really, really awesome, and it was called The Negative Chase and The Positive Chase, and so it's basically showing us, like, how we show up in our marriage what are feelings? So when we have a disagreement or argument or whatever you want to call it, fight, you know, what are the feelings that we're experiencing and what are the responses we have based on our feelings? And with that, you can see that it's like this negative chase where we just keep going in this like toxic circle that's not getting anywhere. Okay. But then on the other side of that, you have a positive chase. So Your negative chase is going to be a little bit more about lies that we believe, okay? The feelings that we feel in the negative chase. So let me go ahead and just give you our own example, um, and that'll probably make a little bit more sense. So 
nine times out of ten, if with Ross and I, we don't like fight fight, but like if we get annoyed with one another or, you know, have a disagreement, typically what happens is this, like my feeling is I feel unimportant. Like, you know, like let's say like for instance, you know, the picking out that I didn't sweep the front porch or something, right? It's like I feel like unimportant, okay? Well, my response when I feel unimportant is I can be passive aggressive or I can just shut down emotionally, you know? Um, like I just get overwhelmed. I don't want to have the confrontation. Um, so I'll make the passive aggressive comments or just, like I said, just shut down. Well, when I do that, his feeling, how do you feel? Like a failure. Yeah. Okay. So when I shut down or I'm passive aggressive and he knows like, oh man, she's mad or she's upset. Like he feels like a failure. And how do you respond in those moments? I just withdraw. Right. Which drives me crazy and makes me feel unimportant because he's withdrawing and he's not engaging in the conversation. So do you see where like this repeats itself? Because when he withdraws, that encourages encourages more of my feelings of being unimportant, <laughs> which leads me to be, you know, passive aggressive or whatever, which makes him feel like a failure even more. And it just keeps going in the circle, right? And so a couple of things we can learn from that. One is, you know, just the awareness. Like I'm all about this man, like being aware. Like when I look at it like that, it takes so much of the focus off of just me and realizing like, oh my gosh, like Ross has feelings in this too. You know, it's not that he's just trying to be rude and make me feel unimportant. Like he's feeling like a failure and I can look at him differently when I see like there's a negative feeling attached to him. And it just gives us, it, it allows us to give each other a little more grace. Is that, what would you say with that? Yeah, we just understand what each person's going through in the situation. Yeah. So you can kind of like take yourself off out of all your own feelings and kind of realize like, okay, this he's doing this right now because he's feeling like a failure. And, you know, not so much to excuse all that, but again, it's the awareness of like, okay, what am I going to do next time? So maybe I don't need to be passive aggressive in those moments, you know, because that's only fueling his, uh, his feeling of feeling like a failure. And for him, like, what did you realize like you needed to, to do instead of withdrawing? Engage. Yeah. To engage because that's like the one thing that can make me feel even more unimportant. Like I'm not important enough for you to get engaged in this with me. And so that was a super powerful tool. And when you create your positive chase, so it looks kind of like a circle. Okay. Um, you match whatever those lies were that were your feelings in the negative chase, you match it with a truth instead. And the truth really in this case, like for us, it's like applying scripture it's applying something that God has spoken over because what he says about us is what's really true he doesn't say things like we're unimportant or we're a failure you know like that's that is a lie and so for example for Ross's truth or for his feeling that he felt like a failure right the truth that he could proclaim over that 
um, is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Like for I know the plant for, um. Oh my goodness, it's one of my favorite verses, and I just went blank on it. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, and um, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Okay, and so, um, like we can plug those truths in instead. And what's his positive response going to be moving forward? Instead of withdrawing, you're going to engage and listen. Listen, right? And for me, like my response is going to be um, forgiving, you know, like if there's times that, you know, like I, I need to work better on forgiveness and not getting, um, like our pastor says, what is it? Historical. Cause I can kind of like keep those little things in my back pocket and whip them back out sometimes, which isn't cool, you know? So I could do better with forgiveness. Um, and so it's just a really cool tool that, um, we thought was neat and created awareness for us. Like actually now that we're talking about it, I'm like, we probably like should pull that back out and like have that somewhere where we can see it more. Cause you know, I think, um, we haven't really needed so much to use it, but I'm sure there will be a time. <laughs> Always. I'm sure yeah. there'll be a time coming. Um, so anyway, if you want to look more into that, the it's your best us, Ted Lowe, good stuff. Check it out. This is officially like the longest podcast yet that that I've done. So I guess we'll kind of wrap it up. But anything else you want to add, babe? No, this is count as quality time. Yes, it does. <laughs> you get the quality time points. He knows my love language. So it for sure counts as quality time. <laughs> oh, so good. So good. Awesome. Well, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in with us today. It was a lot of fun. Cool to have the hubby as first uh, guest on here. Honestly, didn't really even think that's how it was going to go down. And it was just this little impromptu decision. So anything you want to tell anybody before we hop off? No. All right. <laughs> You're the talker. Uh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> you know, probably talked, what, 75, 80% of this. But... Mm-hmm. Thanks for doing this with me. Yeah, babe. Love Um, you. Love you too. 12 years. All right. So, and I'm actually getting a warning that we are getting close to our (laughs) max recording time. So we're going to hop off, guys. But have an awesome day. And, again, just know that, um, you know, anything that you can do to spend more time with one another, just even learning and recognizing like how God has wired your partner is so huge. Um, when we can have that awareness, it really takes the focus off of what maybe we feel like we're not getting or taking things personally. And so I think that's what we would kind of close up with you guys to, to share in our 12 years of marriage. <laughs> so <laughs> blessings everyone and we'll catch you same time next week. Hey friend, thanks so much again for tuning in today with my husband Ross and myself. Um, Hope that you got some laughs. Hopefully you got some kind of good nugget that you can take with you, um, you know, in regards to your relationship. Um, Just wanted to share, you know, feel free always to like, subscribe to the podcast. If you have a friend that you know would want to hit check this out, feel free to share it. 
and hope that you have a blessed week. Can't wait to catch you here next week for another episode of Let's Breathe Beautiful. Bye.